hello, hello. Welcome back to She Podcast, episode 342. I am your host and announcer, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, my co-host, the lovely, the magical, Elsie Escobar. Yay! How are you? Thank you, thank you. Welcome back to 2022. Hello. Also, you are looking very uh, 70s-like with your curly hair wearing, and your and your glasses. I'm wearing glasses that are reminiscent of Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. I've been wanting those type of regular glasses yes. for a while. So these are from um, Fermu or Vugme. I'll have to sh- one of those uh, awesome cheapy type yeah. sites, but they're, you know, but yeah, they're gold lined aviators for those of you who can't see. They're actually very, very fragile because I forgot to take them off and fell asleep and woke up and they were destroyed. So this is my second pair, actually, because <gasps> the first pair I slept on and could not bend it. It was like askew and I couldn't oh, do anything no. to fix it. I just could not fix it no matter how I bent it. So, yes, don't fall asleep while wearing Certain ones are definitely more fragile than others. But I do do like these. Thank you. I look like pictures of my mother and my father. Like, you know, like all I need is like a a wash of orange to go over my screen. And then I would fully be in the 70s. Yeah, absolutely. You are so looking like it. Thank you. Thank you. So lots to cover today. But before we do... It was my birthday. It's your birthday. Yay! That was so fun. Was it fun? I haven't even talked to no, you. I just left you alone so to have your birthday, do your birthday things, and then you said you were going to have some food in your bed. Yes, it was my birthday yesterday. Yes, I did have dinner in bed. It was delightful. Everywhere I've gone, taking Isaac to school and everyone I've been on the phone with yesterday, people will call me for my birthday. Isaac will pop his little round head in and go, she's 47! <laughs> All excited to tell people how this morning, too. Hey, hi, counselors at the school's out day. It's my mom's birthday. She's 47. I was like, fuck you, man. Why is that such a bad thing? It's not. But one of the women at the J, she yells at me. She doesn't look a day over 29. I was like, I'll fucking take 39, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have to lie. But if I don't look a day over 39, that's that's cool with me. I, I don't need to be 29. 29 sucks. 39. That was a good year. 39 was it you think so i remember it not so not so far in the distance it was only six seven years ago anyway no it's fine i'm i'm okay with my age and myself in general and i just don't like you know i feel like when i'm walking around with isaac i have a sign on my head with my age on it you don't need that either because he yes absolutely no i get it i understand a little mysterious what i don't like now is that my children are now all of a sudden in the middle of a random conversation, if I say something or I respond to something, they will go, oh, but that's because you're old. Oh, I get that too. And so now I'm, that hurts. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, for the most part, I don't feel, you know, old or nor am I in any way ashamed of my age. But when they say stuff like that, I just want to go, I am not old. I am not old. No, and in fact, I, I actually don't mind being told that I'm old. I mean, my daughter used to say that to me when she was 12, which would have made me 33. So fuck her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I certainly wasn't old then. I was only 20 years older than her. That's not that bad. Now when Isaac's like, you don't know because you're old, I'm okay with it. He's right. I think he's right. I'm 40 years older than him. Like, it's fine. The worst, though, I mean, let me ask you this. Would you rather be told that you're so old or that you're so white. Because that's the that is the insult that got me. Emily would be like, you guys are so white. 
Oh. Like, I didn't even know how to respond to that. Like, I can't be other than that. So, like, and I didn't really appreciate it being used as an insult, although I understood what she meant. Right. I was like, I can't be not white. Like, I, I am so white. So are you, by the way, blondie. <laughs> you know? Jeez. <laughs> what would you say? What would you say? I mean, you're not white, but, like, what would you say if Hunter was like, Mom, you're so white? It depends on what I was doing. I would appreciate her calling me out on something that possibly that I was doing. If I were you, I'd just start cursing at her in Spanish. (laughs) Hey, listen, but that's, yeah, again, gringo. Gringo. speak Spanish doesn't necessarily mean that you are a person that is not white. No, but if I'm out of style... Right. To her, it meant specifically that it that was you were like I so worldly that you were had bilingual chops. <laughs> yeah, like I yeah, like somebody cool is less white than or I'm more white than them because they're cool. Even if they're I don't know. I didn't understand it. And clearly I didn't care. But I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't say, like, don't talk that way to your mother because I am white. <laughs> but it still felt like an insult. It still felt like an insult, but I wasn't sure how to, you know, like she got me with that one because I was like, I, I don't know how to punish you for this. I know. It's like, it's not really. I can't be mad, but uh, I don't like, I think I don't like it, but I'm not sure why. I don't yeah. like it, but I, I'm not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was weird. Anyway. I think that they can do, they can definitely do stuff. Now, especially Hunter will say something and then she's she'll have that tone and it's like makes my feelings hurt because i because she's such a kind sweet little soul that when whenever she gets grumpy or teenagery actually i think that that's what it is whenever she's very in her in her teenager ness Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i just sit there and i go please don't say things like that because it's hurtful and it's not that she said something insulting it's just mm-hmm. the way in which she said the thing, right? So it's... I just, yeah, I, it's I, hurtful. It's like we're stupid and yes. there's no helping us from getting it, unstupid. It is that That's or, why it's hurtful. Absolutely. So it, again, no like nastiness. There's no word. Like, you know, there's no insult. Nothing. It's the tone of, of which it is delivered that I'm just like... I don't know why I'm telling you. Yeah, that's very hurtful. I Please don't talk. To me that yeah, way. I think you just need to establish that, like, whether it's true or not, just be like, listen, I'm the smartest person you'll ever know. <laughs> you can I question it, on reminding but you also sure. must accept it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the smartest person. Therefore, if you ever call me stupid, you're wrong. And that's that. You know, don't make me feel stupid. Don't make me look stupid. Anyway, um, yeah, that's a yeah. I don't like that either. Teenagers are rough, man. Teenagers really are rough are. now. But but let's continue with your birthday. So what? Oh, I know. Do so you have plans? You were at home. You did. You didn't go anywhere. I didn't You're go anywhere. I didn't do anything. anything fun. Not you, one fun thing. Okay. Well, no. Oh. Oh well, I watched Hotel Transylvania. <gasps> four. What, how was that? Which came out. How funny. was it? It was all right. It was funny. Oh, not as funny. Yeah, that- it wasn't that great of a. I got a, my mother-in-law baked me a birthday cake, my favorite cake. It's a Texas sheet cake, which I was telling Melissa this morning is kind of like if you took a regular fluffy yellow cake and smooshed it down and compressed it, that's what a Texas sheet cake is like. It's like, it's like fudgy kind of, because that's how dense it is. 
Okay. And then she makes homemade icing. So it's like, it's like white. It's basically confectioned sugar and water. Like it's, okay. it's like the, the sweetest icing yeah, yeah. you can get. And then she does rainbow sprinkles. I get it every year, every single year. This year, she gives me the knife to cut the cake. And I say, hi, Jen. And she starts, and I start slicing across the short end, you know, not the hi, long Jen. way. I slice, uh-huh. I slice. And then she stops me and she goes, don't cut the whole thing. And I was like, wait, I was only going to cut these. She goes, don't cut the whole thing. And I was like, why not? And Scott was like, mom, what are you doing? Uh-oh, why? And she, go- and she goes, there's this uh, lady. The ladies at the pharmacy have been so nice to me lately. I was hoping to give them <gasps> some of your of this cake. She made the cake that day. And Scott was like, are you seriously just asking her if you can give away her birthday cake? Oh. She goes, well, you know, I mean, not only if there's some left over. Only if there's some left over. And I was like, there's never any, any left over. Because... But I mean, they are really nice ladies. So I was like, you well, can I give know, them a couple pieces. I, mean, I was like, you can give them a p- couple pieces of my cake. But Scott was fucking horrified. He was, and I, and I mean, I will give her this. No one's ever asked if they can give away half my cake before. That is true. But at least, but hey, I would not want that. I mean, I would take offense to that. I would be so I, upset. Honestly, nothing surprised. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't I, so upset, but I was a little bit like, get your she made the cake, so I guess she felt some kind of ownership over who it would be given to. But I was just like, but other, but also it's my favorite. She asks me every year what kind I want. And then, and then to be like, here you go. Oh, Scott just opened the door to tell me she's like right outside the door. Oh my God. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking about it right now, but it's delicious. It's my favorite one. And you know, other people can partake, but I, I will tell you this the week of my birthday, I eat it for breakfast because it's my fucking cake and that's what I can do. Like, that's why there's not any leftover, because, like, I eat it for breakfast, and then I eat, like, maybe a small piece before bed. Okay, so the way that we deal with uh, cake in this house, due to the fact that you are explaining what the possibilities are of waking up and having cake all day, essentially, because you go pick at it and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. is that we get small, a small cake, a small Mm -hmm. cheesecake, a small whatever, just round, and Randy cuts it in fours. Mm-hmm. And then he, we each have a piece. So this is weird because it's like it's on a baking sheet. It's not tall. It's long. Small so round. It's, I mean, if it was a normal cake, it would probably be what you're describing. But it's but it's like it's like an inch tall and flat. So it's like it's like eating a brownie. That's how dense it is. It's like eating a brownie kind of. I will send you some. But anyway, so that was new for me. But, you know, I think what it just means is that I'm going to buy my own birthday cake from now on. So nobody has any ownership over it. Because, you know, she wouldn't do that if I had bought it. She would have been like, oh, that paid for that with her money. So I can't give it away to anybody I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fine. I don't, nothing surprises me anymore, truly. Yeah. I have to call the kind of cake that I want to because I do not like that kind of cake that you just said is so not my cup of tea. Because anything that has anything on it that is not chocolate. Mm, why? See, I don't care about chocolate. Why? Like, no. So, like, why bother unless it's covered in chocolate? Yeah, why bother if it has white? Funny. Like, if it has sprinkles, what? What even is that? I do not want them. Okay, anything that's like white on the top, why? It has to have some kind of chocolate in it. If I were to buy one, I would probably buy like a chocolate mousse cake. I yes. mean, to be fair, that's all but right. Homemade, I like yellow. I don't know why. I'm a I'm a yellow person. Homemade, because you know why? I don't like red velvet. I feel like homemade chocolate cakes taste like red velvet. It's like chocolate, but not fully. Okay, I get that. You know, so if I'm buying a cake, though, they do it good. All right. 
Well, that's good. That's Patrick good. says from Costco, those are the best. Oh, they're the best. All right. So this is my second quarantine birthday. I'm excited never to have another one ever again. Great. Or if I am going to have one, I'm going to have a party at home where we can like play games like on Zoom or, you know, I'll have like a... You definitely somehow know, I'll have like a virtual party because it's just boring to just. Let I it go would show up for that. Day. I Sucks. actually you would show good. up for a party that you did a virtual party. I think that that would be really fun. I've seen some games go down on yeah. Zoom as of late, and I think that I'm into it. I think that we could probably play. I'm open to the possibility of Zoom now, and to let's do all try it. Things. Maybe so, we'll try it for your birthday. So oh, you can feel uh, like you're not alone on your birthday. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! But you do realize that being alone is my thing. Yeah, but it'll never happen. It's like Mother's Day. The one thing you want is to be alone, and you <laughs> exactly. can't. Exactly. I know. Oh, we could do it for Jen's birthday too. So hers is right before yours. Hers is on the first. And oh my gosh! Sixth. We are we all like just jumbled together into like yeah. Emily is Saturday. So like when you guys listen oh. to this, if you listen via audio, it will probably be on her 25th birthday. What would have been her 25th birthday? Oh. So it's me, then her, then Jen, then you all like a week in a row. It's really Whoa. weird. I know. That's pretty fantastic. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I know. Oh, look, Patrick all you has Aquarius's. a good idea. She podcasts really trivia like for a party. I don't know what, uh, I mean, people don't really remember when we, that was kind of fun when we were doing the giveaway over at She Podcast Live. Yeah. Yeah. We had trivia. Um, we did have trivia at our, at our event and it was pretty fun. And actually people knew the answers, which was amazing. We, that we was it amazing. Hard, and I, it was even yeah. more amazing to open up the app and see all of the, it was like, it was cool. Someone's like, oh my God. <laughs> like people it was are really cool. <laughs> really putting mm-hmm. the stuff in there. Anyway, should we talk about a little bit of podcasting related news? I guess so. Let's do it. Before we do, I want to tell you about Linktree. Not that you don't already know, because you should. But if you could put everything that you do in one spot, all the social, all the web, all the email, you can do it. It's magical, but it's just a click away thanks to Linktree. You can grow your audience, share your whole world online, monetize the work that's gotten everyone's attention. Businesses and creators and podcasters and brands all over the world have trusted Linktree to help curate their digital universes. It's time to see why people like Selena Gomez, Glennon Doyle, Gwen Stefani, Jessica Kupferman, Elsie Escobar run their online lives through Linktree. We're in good company. Go to Linktree.com and get a three free months of Linktree Pro with the coupon code SHEPODCAST. That's Linktree.com promo code SHEPODCAST. Three months free pro. That's so amazing. try it out if you don't already have Linktree, which if you don't, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Also, there's something really awesome about three months free. I got to say that, you know, when people start to do these, you know, try this free or free trial, open up an account and all this kind of stuff. I just got a three month trial for something else and I am loving it. You know why? Because it's really? most of the time when you open up the 14 day free account things, you don't have an opportunity to actually use the thing, especially mm-hmm. if it involves adding stuff to your stuff. You know, like with the link tree, you got to test it. You got to make sure that you have the right links. What else can I do with it? How can I use it? You don't so really much. need to. You got to figure out how to use it the best for you and three months free, y'all. Three months free is a long time. That's it's pretty like great. Just when they lull you into submission and you can't live without it, that's yes. when you start paying. Right? And I think that's brilliant. I think it's brilliant too because 14 days, you never even went into the account. 
So anyway. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Starting off now with a little bit of news that came from the WOC podcasters, WOC podcasters newsletter that Danielle um, puts together for her peeps that subscribe to that specific newsletter. And within it, there is a call to action, essentially, that the Oprah Winfrey Network own is accepting new podcast pitches. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited for that. I mean, come on. So it says like, so mind you, Danielle, I love, I love her. I cannot tell you how much I love, I love her. I know, me too. Here's what they're looking for. And she says, please note, we do not have any additional information at this time because, you know, people get excited. Okay. Yeah. So black hosted, diversely hosted, or at least hosted by an informed ally of the black community. The genres are comedy, music, health and fitness, true crime but also open to exploring niche categories, must have some form of representation, meaning a lawyer or an agent. How about that? And then there is information to reach out to somebody named Camille Stennis. And then you are supposed to offer a one sheet for the show pitched. And in the one sheet, you need to put this, your background, so host background and info, show synopsis, prospective guests, and show format. All right. So there will be a link in the show notes to Danielle's newsletter in there so that you can check it out. And uh, thank you, Danielle, for keeping us all in the know. And that was very amazing. So if that's you, get on it. Oh, my God. Yay. Yay, 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 yay. Yay. That would be so exciting. Can you imagine being... On Oprah's flipping network. Yes, but I'm also afraid of you must have representation part, a lawyer or an agent. Well, a lawyer's easy. Just a lawyer, you can just get one. <laughs> why would she? Why would they want that though? That is weird. This is what I'm. I'm a little trepidation. It doesn't make me nervous, but it's a little weird because of the IP, I guess, or because of like who owns the content. Is it going to be one of those things? Mm, like, yeah, probably. Is it an mm. anyway? Whatever. But all I'm saying is, like, go for it. If this, I mean, regardless, it's a wonderful opportunity. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> oh, Did you like my funny. singing? Wonderful <laughs> opportunity. Yes. So. yes. And actually, while we're at it, if you haven't joined WOC Podcasters, um, you should. Yeah. Even if you're not WOC, because you can support them by being involved in it and yep. seeing what they're up to, I believe. So go to WOCpodcasters.com and sign up. It's only 97 bucks for the year. And I think that it's a pretty it awesome well worth investment. being involved yes. with and supporting. Absolutely. All right. So I put in here a little bit of a discussion just because we have been the beginning of the year. We start to do things. We start to really plan things out. And what? Are you going to keep? What are you going to throw away? What are you going to get better at? Are there anything that you have thought, maybe I should ask you first for your work life, for your work life, for your business. Are there some things that you're like, okay, I got, you know, I want to switch some things around or I want to 
keep this or whatevs. Well, with the new year comes a few new staff members because Melissa, even though she's working for us a little bit full time after the event, you know, I she's going to be our ops manager. So we really have to organize in a way that makes sense for her. And because we have a membership team and a social media team that already use a platform we may have to sync up with them and use what they use too, just to make tasks and calendar and things easier for ourselves. I'm going to try and throw away constantly looking for a project management system and really, 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 really stick to one, even though I've just said that a week ago and I'm already changing it. But that's because I didn't know that the other teams were using the other one. And I've already actually paid for one of them till August. Like I paid for, I know, Elsie, don't worry, it'll be good. What else have I thrown away? So I have thrown away not being on video and I have decided that I will be more on video this year. I've done a few TikToks. I'm going to be going into the group more on video. So as a result, I've also thrown away looking disheveled. And so even though I do think I still rock disheveled chic, (laughs) I'm going to try I'm going to try and have it be more chic and less disheveled <laughs> if I can Very and just look nice when I get up in the morning and not go back to bed and then rush to my next call, um, which is what I normally do. So, yeah. So I have that. What else am I throwing away? Hmm. I mean, physically, there's so much to get rid of that I think I might actually have to outsource decluttering. Oh, my gosh. My house has just gotten to the point where like there's no free surface. It either has tchotchkes, mail, packages, mail, keys, tchotchkes. Like it's so much and it's every surface. It's in the hallway. It's in the kitchen. It's on the counters. It's in my office. Like I can't take it anymore. And my ADHD is such that I could probably do a room but I don't know that I could finish it without feeling so like I can't start because that's how overwhelmed I am. It's so much. It's my room. It's Isaac's room. It's the kitchen. It's the hallway. It's the, I did the family room and uh, I still feel like it could be like, there's still some things I didn't finish. Like it's probably 90% done, but I can't do the other 10 because I'm over it now. So I think I need to hire someone to help me with it at least. Or um, My therapist said what you should do is take everything out of a room and then only put back what you want to keep. But I'm like, cool, but my house is so full. Where do I put the shit that I take out? Like, where do I put it? That's the idea that a lot of folks give. And what I started to really work to understand because of the fact that at least at this point, I have to do it by myself, which is the hardest part, right? The support from somebody. And so what I started to do was do parts of a room. So the table Mm -hmm. that's inside of Hunter's room, that one, and just clean that one out and just that one table, because it starts to slowly get rid of all that, like the areas within. And that's what I did for the kitchen too, because there was like a, there's a table that I wish that we could use, but it was all full of stuff that I took out of my bedroom when we had the fleas, do you remember the flea infestation yes. that I had? I so I took God. all all these little. They, they were little. Boxes I would have just thrown away all my shit if I were you. I just would have thrown away all my shit. No, so all of that was in the kitchen and t- on top of the oh, table really? there, and I just left it there. So 
I finally mm-hmm. cleaned all that stuff out and threw away a lot of different things and organized. But but all I'm saying to you is that I feel like little corners is a good thing, but that is a good thing. Yeah. My problem also is that like because my mother-in-law moved in here and and like slowly she still hasn't sold that condo that she moved out of from. So there's still shit there. So once in a while she'll go there and then she'll come back with like a like a vase or like a clay pot of some kind. And she's like, would you like this? I thought it would go nicely over here. And I'm like, no, I don't want anything else. No, 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 thank you. And then two days later in my hallway, there will be a clay pot with like fake flowers in it or like a, or like pens. It's like she finds a use for it. Therefore it should stay. Yeah. Do you need this basket? No. All of a sudden all my bread is in that basket. (laughs) Like what the just happened here? What just happened? No. That's part of the problem is that like I want to give things away and I think I don't want to have the confrontation either. So I, I think a third party would be helpful because then they could just be like, you don't fucking need this. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, we don't. This is good. I love that. Now, part of that is something that I kind of want to address too for di- in terms of digital clutter, especially for podcasting. Oh, that's I a actually whole nother- was just thinking about this. You know, talking to podcasters out there, talking to mm-hmm. content creators out there. What are some things that you are getting really overwhelmed with that you have on your computer that you're like, oh my gosh, make this go away? Because I'm talking, personally speaking, right before we were going to come along, before I had to do all the other stuff, of course, because my mind went, oh, I want, I need to delete all of these files because I have to get rid of all of these files that are on my computer that are just so much, so much, so much. Why don't you attach Google Drive to your desktop? Do you know how to do that? Yeah, no, I have Google Drive. I get that. But why is that going to help? No, so I have it attached to my desktop. So all my files are in Google Drive. So it doesn't take up space. But I can access them all in a folder just like it were in my regular Mac files. Dude, no, no, no. This needs to go away. Like that is not cleaning up digital. That's just moving it. It's kind of like yeah, you saying moving it. to move right. it to a different room in your house. No, no, no. You're right. So this stuff doesn't need to be there. It just doesn't need. It needs to be deleted. It needs to go away. It's like it's the same kind of thing where the value of some of these files is in being able to find them mm. and. Even if I had, oh my gosh, remember that screenshot, that idea, that video, that audio that I snipped out and put it, where is it? Am I going to spend three hours browsing through all my pictures in my computer, through all the pictures in Google Drive, through all the pictures on Dropbox? Where was it? Is it in the backup audio? Obviously, I need to get better at caring about where I'm putting my stuff so I can recollect it. And that's the the thing that I want to focus on the most, finding it when I need it. And it's not necessarily about not the, that there's not valuable pieces of digital content. It's just that, how do I find it? I just yeah. did that. When was it that I videotaped this thing? It was in June. Can I find the things in June? They're not over here. How come it's not showing up over there? Where's the thing? Didn't I share it with the team? 20, 30 minutes later. And I'm found, mm-hmm. I found the 10 second video. It is hard. I will give you that. Yeah, I have that problem too. Wasted I can't find stuff because I have folders within folders within folders. And I've tried to move stuff before. So I also have duplicates of like our She Podcast folder, for example, is in Dropbox and Google Drive. Oh, my God. 
which are both attached to my desktop. So when I do a search for something, I find seven of them usually. And I'm not sure which ones. I would just like to have all of it in one place. I don't know which place to put it in. Do I put it in Dropbox? Do I put it in Google Drive? And let's not even get into photography because I have scanned a lot of my old pictures. I have 20,000 digital pictures. And I really appreciate... I think I have that just on my phone. So... I know, I know. I love that like you can just let it learn faces and then when you need a picture of your mom, you can just type in mom and up it comes, right? Or mustache. Right. 17, even, like everybody with a mustache. 17,306. Oh just on your phone alone. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. So, yeah. but but I mean a lot of that is screenshots and it's yeah, trash. Screenshots. It's junk. And I you and know, I don't even know where to begin to get rid of it. Right. I don't even know where to begin or where yeah. I would put Some of it is stuff that I screenshotted that I wanted to use you know, like testimonials that need to go in the She Podcast folder. Exactly. I think, okay, folks, listen, Jess and I are both now going to call out for help. And help. we will we will think about your process because it has to match with our ADHD brains. And it yes. has to be easy. That's the key. Easy, simple. Easy. Two seconds. Because I have the same thing that I do as well, where I will either take testimonials or inspiration or insight into something that's just come up that is usually it's marketing related, idea related, headline related, thematically related, color palette related, like all of those things are ideas that I have. And I go, I need to capture this. I need to capture this. And so it's all inside of my phone. But how do I search for that thing? So let's say we're putting together a Facebook ad for She Podcast, and I have three or four separate ad ideas that I've been cultivating and I cannot wait to show you guys. But this has happened in the past. We're not doing Facebook ads, right, at this second. So there's no reason for us to talk about it. So let's right. say we have to we have a meeting, we're doing another She Podcast Live, you know, push for ads. Membership Where or whatever, yeah. are the ideas? How do I find them? No idea. Where? I mean, I know where I would look because I have She Podcast and then depending on what we're advertising, either it's membership or event, I have a folder for each event and then there should be ads in there, like for each thing. I don't have right. one folder of ads. I have a folder of ads within each project. Yeah, but how did it get? That's what I'm saying. It's on my I phone. I put it in there. So how do I get it from my phone, the screencast? Because usually it's on the screencast on my phone. How do I get it from there? Or if I screencast inside of the computer, how do I grab that? And where do I put it? Google Drive. It's all in Google Drive. Everything is in Google Drive. And what do you name it? I mean, I usually name it the thing and the year, but it depends. Like membership is just membership. You know, I don't have different years. I have different years for graphics. Under Sheet Podcast, it says membership. And then in there is web graphics, ad graphics, New logos, old no logos, assets, backgrounds. Um, as far as like, you know, ideas and stuff, I'd like to start using like, you know, our project management thing, Asana, to keep ideas all in one spot. That would be helpful, but it still has to be somewhere else, though. Oh my God, you changed again. I was getting so excited with Basecamp again. You're making me. I know. Je- Melissa's looking at it today. Don't get mad, please. I'm trying, to- I'm really trying hard. The problem also is, uh, digital art that I buy, which I've been buying, by the way, since 2006. Yeah. So imagine almost 20 years of digital art. Some of it's in Dropbox. Some of it's on my desktop because it's used for us. Some of it's for clients. I'd love to have one spot where I can organize. 
And how do you organize? Like Patrick's saying folders and folders and folders. But where though? Help me pick. Should it be in iCloud or Google Drive or Dropbox? And another question is like with digital photos, how do I make it so that I decide what the date is? Because if I scan something from the 1800s, it's still going to be in the 2022 folder because I scanned it that day. But I would like to say, no, this is from, you know, whenever. And I can't. No product does that. Patrick says Google Drive. Amber says Google Folder Dropbox because you can have it on your phone. I mean, but we should choose. Do you prefer one? Do you use one of those Dropbox or Google Drive? I use both of them. I kind of want to break up with Dropbox and just go Google Drive. But the issue with that is that I have the She Podcast Google Drive, there's the LC Google Drive, and then there's the Libsyn Google Drive. And so <laughs> yeah. how do I, this is the eternal issue where it's like, is it yeah. going to go, where do you, where do I put it wrong, right? And and then here's the other thing. This is something that I, again, I, I teach this every time that I have any kind of the possibility of teaching productivity or if somebody's working with me in depth or something like this. And I teach this because I need to work on this. It's not like I'm the, I know all the things. All I know is that I need to work on this and it would solve so many things if I just did this. And it is learn to use the tools that you have. Learn to use what you have. Learn to use Mm -hmm. it. Don't switch. Learn to use it because here's something that I feel would be eternally helpful, which I have not done because I just have not sat down and worked through it. And it's making sure that I know how to use Spotlight and the Finder on my Mac optimally so that I know how to search easily so I can have things pop up easier uh, Mm -hmm. versus what I'm doing because You can do so many things with a Mac. You can do so many things with Spotlight where you can find things and then have uh, search queries that can really sift through a lot of stuff. The other thing that I need to learn how to do, especially on my Mac, is being able to set up certain things like um, shortcuts that or or other apps like Hazel, who does these wonderful things where you set some rules And it automatically does a lot of it for you. It's kind of like having a clutter, like your own clutter professional coming into your house and magically putting, like you could just throw the sock on the floor and then it would just, in two days, it would just go where it needs to go because you can set the program to do things like this. Like if it goes, if it's a downloaded file from Canva, if it's a downloaded file from wherever it is that you delineate, it'll tell it. Change then you can even go change the name to X and put it on Y and then it'll just go there and you don't have to sit and do all that stuff manually. The setting up process of that protocol takes time. And that's the thing that I haven't wanted to do because I own so many phenomenal apps that I haven't paid attention to enough to learn how to, to use properly to be able to do all the things. You're making so, me want to organize it right now because now I'm starting to get twitchy about how bad me it too. is. Yeah. Me and too. then what do you do? I don't know when you get, and that's why it's, I'm telling you, like earlier today, I ended up doing, I almost did that where I, st- I almost started to do the organization and I 
had somebody that I had to talk to in five minutes. And I'm like, why does this happen now? Why am I trying to do this now? And then right before I, um, you know, was going to do the whole oven thing for the girls. And then I had to come record. And five minutes before I had to do that, I started watching a tutorial for how to do stuff. And I'm like, who does that? Who, right before they have to go do a thing, puts on a video tutorial to learn to use the tool that they've been putting off forever. It's ridiculous. I have no time. I got to go. <laughs> right. I mean. <sighs> it's a problem. Anyway. And even Google Drive is even a problem too because like I made a boo-boo Uh-oh. last year and I accidentally deleted because I also have two Google accounts. I have the personal <sighs> one and I have the She Podcast one. And I had one folder that I had everything in because it was shared between the two accounts, Right. So no matter where you were in Google, you would have access to the one folder with all the shit in it. Well, I accidentally deleted that folder because I thought it was a duplicate. Luckily, Google was able to revive it, but not in any kind of organized fashion. So now hundreds of thousands of documents that say like contacts or art or logo.jpg are just in here with the folders that I had that are empty. So I have to go through each one and put it back in, like testimonials, for example. Or here's one. Democracy brings absolution to She Podcast Live. I don't even know. What is that? What's that from? Do you know? Dude, that's the blog post that we did for Democracy Jeans. Oh, right. Of course. I was like, democracy? What does that even mean? Creative ways to make money from 2016. Or (laughs) I mean, like, uh, I don't know. You know, it's like I, I have to go through it all now. I know. He's like, breathe in, breathe out. I think he's telling that to me. That- but being unorganized makes me feel panicked as well. It's It feels it's panic inducing. Organization? Just not being organized or feeling like it's not organized properly well, makes yeah. me twitchy. Totally. It makes me so uncomfortable. There are apps too. Like I, we've talked about setup on here before. I signed up for Setup, by the way. We need to have them oh, as good. a sponsor. So um, anyway. Gemini is one from Setup that will dedupe your photos. Mm-hmm. But there's others that will help you dedupe your whole thing here. And I'm, But I'm also afraid. What if I say yes, but I don't have it? I don't know. It's just scary. It's too <laughs> scary. Yeah, it's too many. But then you can never find the things. It's, it's, just, it's just nuts. It's just nuts. It is. Anyway. Oh, my God. Oy. So. All right. So I actually put this as a discussion thing here for, from the Advertise Cast blog, which I don't know if yeah, our listeners I would love here to talk or about our, our folks have had an opportunity to read this blog post that was put on by Advertise Cast, which is called Don't Bid Farewell to Podcast Promo Codes Quite Yet. The reason that I really like this um, article is because Dave, who wrote the article, did a really wonderful job at being able to highlight the power of the niche podcaster or the podcasters that are not the famous ones, that are not the top, you know, whatever percent of folks that are in there, because he recognizes that the majority of podcasts don't get a lot of downloads. (laughs) I mean, finally, someone said it. I know. Finally. Finally, right? So check out this quote, quote, 
What many new to the industry don't realize is that even though the lion's share of podcast advertising revenue goes to the top 2,000-ish podcasts, the ecosystem is much more vast. In fact, more than two-thirds of podcast downloads can be attributed to shows outside of the top 2,000. Much of this content is not only untapped by advertisers, but those brands who do decide to partner with small and mid-sized podcasts often receive greater value, a larger share of voice, and have the opportunity to engage directly with the creators to help craft the powerful message for the audience, end quote, right? Yes, 100%. I've been saying that all along. Like, like I know. Display, yeah, like digital, whatever it's called when you <gasps> insert the thing, what the dynamic advertising yes. is not really a good solution for the majority of us. Like it may be where the like industry is going, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's going to be best for your advertisers, mm-hmm. for your show. You move the mm-hmm. needle a lot more forcefully when you don't follow what big radio shows are trying to do because that's not what we are no that's not and that's exactly what we are not usually and it's why we are not that as well uh and it's super frustrating because again folks that are coming in to like do all that big money spending have zero idea about that what i just mentioned that you can actually have an impact with this audience. You can build a relationship with creators. You can have folks that are super passionate about your product, like because they are obsessed because the person keeps talking about that product and you just want to get that. They don't realize what that do- what that really is because all they want is to just have the thing pop in the middle of the, you know, and <laughs> you're okay? that a- <laughs> that was my, um, what is it called? Dynamic ad insertion is. Yeah. It's... That's, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. But then get this. This is something I did not know. And maybe we should talk about this more, Jess, in, in, in our teachings, because I didn't know that this was a like, I like this little phrase. So this is, again, part of the article here. Quote, a top down approach may work in other media. But the secret to success in podcasting is putting engagement first, and many new brands don't know how or where to find it. They go for the biggest because they don't know who the best is, but they really like the down, what is it, the down to top approach? What is it called? Top top down? Not top down. Not the top down. The bottom to the top approach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't even know. I have to like... (laughs) find the term because that's what I was so excited about finding. I'm like, oh that's good. I want to do that. not the top down. We're not top down. We're bottom up. I don't know. I'm excited about both. Top down, bottom <laughs> up. It all sounds really fun. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh, it sounds a little fun. Such a liar. Okay. Yeah. Well anyway, that was my excitement for that. We just poofed out on that. I think that was I love that article. I definitely go on our show notes and check out that article. I think it's important for all independent podcasters to read just to be reminded that you should not be holding yourself to a standard that's just totally not relevant to you. And that and their Mm -hmm. things aren't relevant at all. Correcto. Yeah. So you can read that article and be blown away. Blown (laughs) away. Should we do some tool tips? Yes, please. Elsie's tool tips. 
So I have this tooltip here. I'm going to keep the other one, and I moved the other one to the next um, episode because I think it's a great combo. But I actually put this one in here because I was very intrigued by this product. It's a platform at this point. It's called, I believe it's Rate This Podcast. Okay, ratethispodcast.com. Now, the reason that I feel this is cool, and I, as you know, and you've heard me talk about this many times before, Jess, I am not a fan of ratings and reviews. I'm not one that really likes to be asking people for that. I think it's just not a fun thing to be asking. I, I kind of really resist it. But one of the reasons that I resist it is because it's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you did that for somebody that you wrote a review and it wasn't annoying? Not because you don't love them, but because the it is it's impossible. It's so annoying. It is. But and also, what if you say leave me a leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? Well, what if the majority of our people are using Spotify? Uh, they can't. Right. So there's no reviews on Spotify. I didn't realize that. I'm just realizing. Well, that. there are. There are. But. If they are on Spotify and you ask them to give it to you on Apple Podcasts, they're not going to do that. But anyway, this is called Rate This Podcast. And what it can do is it it's a one-tap button to leave somebody a review in whatever platform they're using to leave the review. So you can do all the places that have ratings and reviews in some capacity are inside already this rate your podcast thing. So if you say rate, like give us a review or rate she podcasts, they can actually do it off of a drop down and they can go into Apple podcast or Spotify or indoor all of them. Why not? So Why not? I kind of really dug this. It's kind of like, you know, the pod dot link link, you know, the, the yes. shortened links where you send it and then like, Subscribe to my show and it's got all of the different places and you can subscribe to whichever one you like, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of like this. So it's like Ooh. ratethispodcast.com slash, and I guess it would be She Podcasts, right? And then you'd be able to just leave a review for She Podcast in wherever you want. So I kind of dig that. I just don't know how much I would pay for it. But how does it know? Where are exactly the places that you can leave a review besides Apple? Spotify, CastBox, and Podcast Addict is what I see here. Oh, Podchaser as well. So weird. I thought you couldn't do reviews in there. But this allows you to do it in Spotify. Yes, now you can. I believe that they're doing, now they're doing the ratings and review stuff. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, and they're doing like the new and noteworthy things and stuff like that now. Whoa, I had no idea. Okay, so what do I know? So now you can just track all of the stuff. So what Rate This Podcast does, though, it looks like you can get like analytics. And well, this is the stuff that I have zero interest in. (laughs) They give you analytics (laughs) and they give you like email alerts, I guess. And they track your reviews in every app. So they're able to see when everything's done it so sort of like my podcast reviews from um daniel lewis our friend daniel lewis but this mm-hmm. one what i like about this is this landing page that has just the one tap click so your mm-hmm. call to action in your show will be hey folks we're really working towards building our ratings and reviews out there if you have a minute can you go over to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and just leave us a review 
wherever you feel most comfortable. And then it's got all the stuff in there. So you don't have to tell them, go into Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and give them instructions. Yes, it's already in there. Which is very annoying. Yeah, it is very annoying. Agree, agree, agree. I I just thought that that was a neat, it's neat. Mind you, it is not free. It is $9 a month. So I personally feel, no, that's not something I would pay for because no, no, I don't want to pay for that. But it's a neat, it's neat. If you like ratings and review and you live and die by them, hey. Hey. Whatever, Why not? Man. Why they the heck not? They don't matter, Terry. I'm just what I'm saying. They don't. But if some people, like if you want to have, how do you say it? I was going to say proof of concept, but that's not the term. What is it? When people say you're a good person. Um, what? I don't know. Like. Social proof. Marion, thank you. Social proof. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Look, everybody's like, social proof. <laughs> I was going to say like notoriety. What are you talking about? No, social proof. So if you want social proof and you want to market your podcast, ratings Mm -hmm. and reviews are great because you can take screenshots, you can repurpose them, you can share them on other social media platforms. You can do that. Ratings and reviews are fantastic for social proof and for marketing. They don't matter if you're trying to move up the ranks. Or are you trying to be famous and get more downloads? Not going to happen. But if you market them and use them appropriately, they're great as a marketing tool. Yeah. Authority building. Amber Holly. Yeah. All of those things. She said, Amber Holly said, authority building. (laughs) But I mean, other than, but making you famous and they don't matter to your podcast. They matter to your work. And social proof and whatever it is that you're trying to build. Media kits. But they're, but they're not gonna when, they're not gonna put you higher up on the list no. of anything. No. Well so that's the biggest misnomer, I think. Exactly. Think. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad that you clarified this because I think it's one of the biggest problems people have is that they are telling people to review, but they're not sure why they're doing it. Exactly. And mind you, the thing is, it doesn't matter how many times we say it, Jess, because you and I have been saying this since 2014. Yeah, I know. But but (laughs) it was in our course. I know. I remember back in 2014, though, it was possible that it did work to help you with the rings. Or at least that's what I was under the impression that it might that it might work. I, I can hear that you're upset with me. But I did think I mean, I wouldn't have put it in the thing had I not thought, well, yeah, it'll get you higher on the ranks. Yeah, no. Nope. And also, when it does that, it's like you can manipulate all that stuff, right? There's always a way to manipulate all the things. If doing something with a podcast, either subscribing or ratings or reviews or however, listening to an episode, if that in some way affects an algorithm people will know how to manipulate that so that the algorithm then skews for them. Whereas asking people to rate and review you um, or and taking screenshots and using it for marketing, then it can be great because some of these reviews are really actually honestly their audience. And it's so great to be able to have a heartfelt review than mm-hmm. rising up the ranks because you've learned how to manipulate the algorithm. And People are really looking to do that. That's what they do. That's their job. Like they're just wanting to affect 
people's perception of just moving up the ranks. Yeah. So. Is there a way to ever move up the goddamn ranks? Yes, it is by subscribing to a podcast. So subscribing and positive actions on it. So subscribing to a show. And then if you download all of the back catalog and then you press play on all of them and listen to them all the time, that's going to move you up really fast. And then that's why they have those farms that do that. They have those guys that do that and yeah. like they just press the button. Yeah, we can't do that, though, I'm assuming. I know. That's what I'm saying. But that's really what that's what moves you up. Subscription. Subscription Dang. and people tapping on the stuff. Oh, dude, we're going to have to have a conversation about this another time. Okay, you got to go? No, no, no. But I, I just felt like I, I felt that we were talking a lot. But then this, so I just found out this really crazy stuff in terms of the Instagram stories algorithm that is so messed up. Is it new or no? I'm not sure that it's new, but the way that the way that Instagram stories work is based on time. An action. What? It's based on time. No, I heard actions you. Actions being taken on that story, interactions with it, right? That are based on the stickers. So, you know, that's why people go like, do you like this dress or this dress? Yes or yeah. no? But not every piece of the story can have a sticker. Yes. Or it would just be obnoxious. It's not just the story itself like that, but it's the time with it. So Instagram also does not like for you to do like those really long stories where it just keeps going and it's like, you know, five minutes long or like that you go in there in the morning, let's say, and you go in and you do your, you know, little stories and it's about, you know, two minutes straight of your fun stories in the morning and then you're done. Instagram doesn't want that because that's going to, it's going to rank it lower. So they want you to go in there six in the morning and put two little stickers and, and and do your Instagram thing. And then you go later on and you go at noon and then you do some more things and you put more stickers in there. And then you go later on at three and then you put some more stickers in there. Uh, so it's, it's a bonkers. constant. Yes, it's bonkers. It's manipulating and it's make and the more people engage with those stickers, the more those stories come up on their stories thingy and it gets moved to the front. But again, you have to be in it through the day to get that. Mm -hmm. Because if you just do it, even if it's like, if people are really responding to your things, you know, like in the morning or something, it's not going to alert the rest of your people with that algorithm. And I was just like, who wants to live a life like that, especially for marketing? And then they're going to change it. You know again. what? I've pretty much had it. With that kind of social media, I have to tell it's, you, I am so over it. But mostly, the more that I was reading something yesterday about how the biggest influencers, it was like the top social media accounts with fake followers. Oh, and no. it was like Justin Bieber, Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner. It's like 40% of their followers are bots, which wow. still get, makes them very popular. But it's like, what are we doing? We're paying for advertising to robots? Why? What? What? I mean, game the system. That's fine. But it's like, how is that even remotely ethical to the people you're taking money from? If there's a hell, which I won't discuss now, 
How do you not burn in it for taking a million dollars a post knowing that almost half of your followers don't exist, aren't real? Maybe they don't know. Maybe their social media team did that for them. I don't know. There's that. And then there's renting boats to take pictures on and renting Airbnbs and, you know, and falling off a cliff to take, like, none of it is real. Why are we doing it? Why? I can't understand why we're trying to pretend that we're like in this weird world where everything is perfect. And I mean, like, I, that's even the biggest understatement. It's not even about being perfect. It's like, who made you feel like you weren't good enough if you weren't on a boat? Why is a boat the symbol of the thing that your followers, fake or real, are going to give a fuck about. Right. I'd rather see right when you wake up. I don't want to see you on a boat. I didn't even get to filters. That's not even, none of it. Like, the followers, that's what broke me. I already knew there were filters. I already knew people were, like, hiring spaces to take pictures. I already knew all this. I went to Candytopia thinking it would be, like, a fun candy museum. It's mostly a place to take pictures for influencers. It's just room after wow. room of weird wallpaper and big and big fake candy. It was so dumb. I think the fake followers broke me because now I'm just like, well, now we're just all pretending that any of it's real. I just couldn't take it anymore. And then and the fact that that's the question that you get asked. So it's like, how many followers do you have? And that's how they and so then it makes no sense because it's like I have a hundred. But if you want by tomorrow, I could buy another 10,000. Yeah. And then what? Then you'll give me the job. Then they'll be like, oh, okay, well, that, you know, and I'll charge you 250 for it. Like, what? I mean, if that's the case, why would I not do it if I knew everyone else was doing it? Because then it's just like, well, if everyone else is doing it and we're still getting paid for it, like, what? Not doing it seems like the dumb thing to do because <laughs> everyone's doing it, right? It's kind of like fake eyelashes, right? It's the pressure. It's the life of it. It's having to really abide by whatever that is. It's, did you see that? I don't remember if it was HBO Max or if it was Netflix. Our chat is really on fire today because it can fill us in on all of this stuff. Yeah, man. It was a documentary on how, about influencers. And this guy came in and he created, I think he had four people that he picked and then Mm -hmm. he made them into influencers and they told them what they needed to do and they had pictures like they gave them the support to be able to do what all of these things and it was really crazy kind of super eye-opening they would hire like a person to go take a picture of them as if they were in a pool and then they had like they take a picture in an airplane as if they were in a private jet and then they hired them all bots so that the bots would go up and then how that would impact them and then when the real followers started to come in it was really shocking like that when i saw all that stuff i was very yeah the staff you need to keep that up that you need a yeah Yeah, i mean like even just doing tiktoks like i can do the like quick lip sync ones but like anything that requires decent lighting or me talking to myself like in different parts of the room like you need a cameraman yeah like i need a i need to hire a cameraman to do tiktok it's so why? What am I? I mean, is that really what I have to do in order to be successful? I don't understand. Can you imagine you spending because you could really spend quite a long time doing that, you know, when you dress up and then you're in the same spot and then you have the different outfit like those are so cute. Do you but, know how long that takes? 
That's what I was saying. How long would it take for you to do that? Yeah, you wake up in the morning and then you go like this and you come back. Yeah. You put your hand on the camera and you come back and all of a sudden you're made up. Yeah, you have to do all the work in between there. You got to change your clothes seven times. Right. In order to to jump from outfit to outfit. It's exhausting. What is the workflow for that? I mean, forget the workflow. How long does that take you? And what else could you have been doing? I know. (laughs) I don't understand why people don't ask that question. Even if that takes you an hour, what else could you have been doing besides changing outfits so that you can magically appear in them on a 15 second TikTok? Yeah. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. What if you don't get like all the like, okay, so let's say it's like the most you've ever gotten. 1,200 likes. Was it worth it? It depends on what your goal is with that. I have a TikTok and I'm, we're starting a TikTok for shoot podcast. I don't think there will ever be a time where I'll need to change my outfit and show myself as a before and after with a different outfit. In no way, shape or form do I feel the need in either of those situations to look like this and then this. Unless I turn into you specifically. That could be fun. That would be funny. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, most of the influencers who do that on TikTok don't have other things they could be doing except like, I mean, for some people, it's housework, for somebody, somebody at schoolwork, like you and I have other shit to do, but not everyone has other shit to do, especially during the pandemic. So like if you really had no other shit to do and you started a TikTok and all of a sudden you're making all this money and quit your job. Fantastic. That's your job. Then that is your job. Figure out how to change your outfit 17 times in 15 seconds. Ta-da. Congrats. It's a respectable job if that's your job. That, to me, is even more respectful than where can I rent a boat? <laughs> Why? Just go to the beach. If you don't have a boat, you don't need to just stand near a boat. <laughs> near the boat is good. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, fakery just makes me mad because, I don't know, I want my son to grow up in a world where they, he can believe what he sees with his own fucking eyes. And it annoys me that he can't. I think you just nailed it. Because at this point in time, it feels to me that that is going to be such a huge challenge to add to that equation, the fact that they no longer can sit through anything that's longer than 15 seconds. They want everything in TikTok-sized videos. TikTok can now do three minutes, to be fair. It's 15, 30, 60, and and three minutes. But wait, I just realized the irony of saying, I want to believe what my own eyes can see the week after I told you that I got a virtual reality set of glasses for my birthday. What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, believe what you see, but also trick your whole body into thinking you're on a roller coaster. Like, what? But I mean, at least then I know it's not real. I think that that's the point. At this point in time, though, our little people, the only thing that they really have been exposed to when it comes to social and the way that they consume content is all in super fast bits of information. Their ability to to yeah. follow a story from start to finish in a long form process mm-hmm. is almost non-existent. It's too much for them to even do that. And it's really frustrating. Very frustrating. Speaking of virtual reality, they say that um, it's not um, safe for kids under a certain age because their brains are still growing and you don't know how virtual reality will affect a growing brain. Yet when I go into, there's a Facebook group for beginners who have Oculus, you wouldn't believe almost every 
person in there bought it for their kid. Never even thought that it would con- that to consider that it would bother a growing brain to think you're on a roller coaster but not be on it. Right. Or, you know, to stab zombies in the face. How does that affect the brain? I mean, that is a whole different thing. I don't like the idea that I can't believe what I see. I don't want them to not trust anything that they see because that is something that would blur into reality for me. That I see you, yet those aren't your real lashes. That's not your real skin color. That's a wig. That's a corset. Like all that stuff is like, I can't believe what I see. But then also to meet someone or get to know someone thinking that they love boats like you or whatever. I mean, if you're a nautical person, I don't know. That's a terrible example. It's just the first example I could think of. But like, yeah, but then then they've never actually been on a boat. I mean, that would be kind of crazy. Like you're really like bond with somebody and maybe you actually do own a boat and you do have a lot of money and you kind of really want to find other people who love boats like you love boats. And then you find out that they've never had a boat. You kind of want to date someone with a similar socioeconomic background if that's your thing. And right. then you find out that this person has been faking it all along. I don't know. Just I just I would like to b- believe what I see. I mean, because if not, why don't I just create a robotic persona and I'll have her do? I'll just animate my TikTok. What do I need me for? Right. I'll just make a cartoon character of myself, or you know, they have they have AI heads now that are so realistic online yep. that you can just like make one up and just let them talk for you. And they can talk in different languages, too. Oh, my God. It would make me look bilingual. I'm down. I'm down with I that. just saw a demo, and it was astounding. I was kind of super shocked. And you can make them look like, like you upload the script, whatever you want them to say. Yeah. Yep. For whatever they want you want them to look like, and they deliver it. And then you I go. Mean, we don't have well, we don't have links, so don't ask us where you can do that because I don't know. But um. um, and also the other thing is that you can actually update. You can upload on, like in the same way that descripted the thing that we did. Remember the mm-hmm. the thing that you said that you you had them do or clone our voice. You can mm-hmm. do that for them, but you can give us like I could read something and then upload it, and then the robot would talk like me. Yeah. So it would be like another Elsie. <laughs> I cloned your voice. It was so terrible. But actually, that's how radio stations, I was listening to Howard Stern the other day, and he was making Oprah say filthy, dirty things. And it's uh, because they took a word where she said, for example, push, and then see you later. And they put that together to make uh, a kitty cat. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it sounded very real. Like she was just talking about her lady parts. Uh-huh. You, had, you could not tell that she was not, that it was not her. It was it was hilarious, but also, I mean, the time it takes to like listen to all her, you know, and pick out the words that you want to put together to make other words, and like it's a whole science. Well, yeah, but it's also algorithmic. Yeah, Ooh, kitty cat. cat. Well, he didn't know what I meant. <laughs> Push. See you later. I Look. think he knows what it is. Yeah, I, think... I hope so. Now he does. I think. I'm sure it's not top of mind for you, Patrick. I, I no, get that. No, but he also works with middle schoolers. True. So. They Therefore. don't say those words. No middle schooler I ever met says that word. Dude. Not without being grounded. Oh, my gosh. Patrick, you're going to have to school Jess to, to let her know what. Middle schoolers better is. not say that word. They should say clinical terms. I'm fine with that. Oh, my gosh, dude. There's a difference between should and what they're actually doing. Oh, don't tell me, Patrick. Ah, uh, yeah, you have no idea. 
They're every day I don't know. talking. Anyway. This is one of those things where my daughter would be like, you're so white, mom. No, yeah. She's <laughs> like, right. That's exactly dude. what. Well, bringing it around. Okay. So I guess we should go because we've been talking for a while. We've been talking And for it's a while. time to wrap it up. I love you guys for hanging out with us Thank and so listening much. to us record live. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for helping us organize today. Thank you for why would you type that? What the fuck, Amber? Why? I'm not even going to say it because I know John will just, but no, never, ever say that again to any mother. Never, 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 never. I don't, I'm going to have to, I have to put my hand over it like this. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to put my hand over it. Land the plane, ladies. Uh, Thank you so so much for being here. John, oh my God. Check us out online shepodcast.com you can also email us anything you want feedback at shepodcast.com find us on social at shepodcast.com on facebook twitter and instagram all the links of everything we've talked about today will be in our show notes on our website except for figuring out how to make a fake face because i don't know how to do that or where but thank you guys so much for listening and, and for you who watched you guys are the best love you mean it bye 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>